What's up, everybody? I'm Nolan Tuck. Stacy Glover. And you're listening to Cinema Parlor. Happy Halloween season, everyone. It's the best time of the year. Stacy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So on today's episode, we have our second guest with us. And today we have Melanie, uh, the person who makes this show run. Producer or editor or do everything for us because she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Melanie, how are you? Well, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> This is fun. Uh, today's show, we're going to be talking about horror movie sequels and series. Like, you know, just, just some films uh, that we kind of like in, uh, that are just, you know, horror movie sequels. I kinda think it'll like. be a, a fun... Really like. Really like. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, whatever. My bad. I think <laughs> it's going to be a fun conversation. Um, first and foremost, uh, what's everybody drinking today? I'm having Schlafly's Pumpkin... Courtesy okay. of you. One of yeah, because you owed me a lunch. Yeah, I owed you a dinner. So, so um, yeah, pumpkin ale. It's delicious. Yeah. So um, I'm feeling really good right now. All right. Melanie, what are you drinking? Well, we're drinking the same thing. We are drinking the same thing. And I'm going to call really it... really cool glasses. I know. I picked them specially for this episode. I'm going to call this the Vampire's Kiss. So it's okay. ginger beer, grenadine, and some whiskey. It's, uh, is it Jefferson's? Yeah. yeah, I think that's what you it's guys are doing. It's pretty good, smoky. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Well done. You're welcome. They're tasty. <laughs> um, let's explain our glasses. Mine is in a, it says the original horror show. It's got all the kind of original um, Universal monsters on it. Mm-hmm. And mine is from the 1976 King Kong. It's, is this a Pizza Hut glass or was this just a Coke glass? I think it's just a Coke glass yeah. promotional. So King Kong, the mighty King Kong battles a giant serpent in the death struggle to retain his kingdom. Yes. These are great glasses, great drinks. All right. So, uh, as we always do, uh, Stacy, what have you been up to, man? Let's see. I'm trying to think last time we talked, I so the long quest of beating Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I finally finished it. Oh, nice. It was amazing. It was worth it. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the best Zelda games ever, which makes it one of the best games ever. Okay. I loved it. What's the best Zelda game ever? Ooh. <laughs> that is in the conversation Ocarina of Time and Link to the Past, I think are the three that one would mention. Okay. Okay. All right. Since we are in the depth of October, most of my time has been dedicated to watching horror films, and I am playing horror video games. So I am playing Dead Space. Um, that is a game that I really like in concept, but I've never finished it. And it that and the entire series are backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So I've started playing through the first one. I, I think I only got like three or four levels left. It's good... There's there's some tedium to it, though. Everything looks the same. The enemies don't have the variety that you'd see in, like, a Resident Evil. And, like, the grind isn't as satisfying to me as Resident Evil is. Um, you know, regardless of the style of Resident Evil, you know, the older series has the grind of, like, finding the puzzle items to unlock new rooms. You get new weapons and such. And Resident Evil 4 through 6... You know, the action titles, they have, um, you know, you you get new guns and you level your guns up and it changes your style of play. Now, with Dead Space, which plays a lot like these action Resident Evil games, I'm finding that if you just use the gun that's given to you at the very beginning of the game, you'll just win. So you just level that thing up and you okay. just win. Yeah, I haven't even tried most of the other guns. It's just, eh. 
There's an interesting fact, I think, on a lot of games, like you, like take Fallout 4, for instance, the pistol you get early on in that game, if you just level that thing out, you can just stick with it the whole game. The same yeah. is not true for Borderlands. That is true. <laughs> that is 100% true. You need to keep leveling up comparing guns. Comparing the guns, comparing mm-hmm. the loot. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Speaking of Borderlands, what have you been up to? I've been playing a lot of that. Borderlands 3, shout out. Is uh, that so good? It's so good. I'm a level 20 right now. Do you... Is the game good enough to overweigh the moral implications of you playing through it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Randy Pitchfork's an asshole, but you can still enjoy a game. He's a rough guy, and I am sorry on that front, but I am enjoying the game. I can't deny it. Well, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It, what are you playing as? Which I character? am playing as Flack, so I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he is a robot beast man of sorts. Robot beast man. And uh, <laughs> he plays a lot like the Mechromancer from the last Borderlands 2 from, I think it that character was like a DLC, but she's really fun to play. Okay. And this is like kind of like her where uh, he has, uh, instead of like a robot, he uh, has one of three animals or creatures you summon as a companion. Oh, okay, so he's like a like a classic like ranger mm-hmm. D&D of animal companions. Yeah, sure. Ranger sure. druid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I'm having a good time. Uh, it took me a little while to get adjusted to... It, it plays a little differently as far as... Um, as it, it, According to Borderlands 2, as far as, like, the controllers, I don't think are quite as smooth. But I've gotten used to the play style a little bit. And so now I'm really into it and really liking it. I think once you get past, like, the first four hours or so, the game opens up really nicely and, and there's... It's a really good game, so yeah. I'm liking it quite a bit. Yeah, so, I want to play it. Just yeah. going to wait for it to be on sale. Yeah, so I've been playing that, and, you know, uh, other than that, I've been just kind of like you, watching a lot of horror movies lately. Um, if anybody cares to follow along with me, I'm on Instagram on Chuck Madden Jr. I've been uh, just basically Instagramming every film I've been watching. Yeah, I saw that. You're adding them to your stories. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. It's just, I don't really... Uh, take advantage of Instagram very often. So, like, you know what? I'm just Which is do surprising. It. You're this, very sexy. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yes. Well, uh, if only others out there thought the same, you know? Well, if you took advantage of Instagram, maybe they would. <sighs> maybe so. Um, but uh, <laughs> right now I've been watching uh, quite a bit of, like, the older Val Luton films. So I've watched uh, recently uh, Cat People. I've watched I Walk With a Zombie. Going through some of those. So that's been a lot of fun. All great so, films. Yeah. Anyway, good times. Melanie, what have you been up to? I restarted Deadly Premonition, so I've been going through that, which they just announced that they're doing a sequel to. Okay. And that's kind of kind of like a shitty Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the guy, the developer who made it, his name's Swervy. Yeah, Swervy. Swervy. Um, and he just does a lot of really weird, obscure things that feel a little, like, they're kind of, there's always a supernatural curve to it, but mm-hmm. it's really good. I've seen you play that before. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, beyond that, I've been doing horror films. I mean, that's what we're yeah. all doing. Yeah. And we just watched The Body Snatcher. Oh, yeah. It, I kind of watched it. Did night. you like I, it? I mean, I liked what I saw. I was pretty out of it. Boris's so I, performance in that. Yeah. It's so good. That's one I'll have to rewatch. Yeah. I, I mean. That's on the Criterion channel, right? Yeah. It's it's streaming on there. I highly recommend that. Is it the same? transfer as the Scream Factory, the new one they put out? I would assume. 
Robert Wise, that's uh, one of those films he cut his teeth on, and he he's a great director, and that's a wonderful film. Yeah, but watched yesterday, I was feeling, we've had a massive temperature drop here where we're at, mm-hmm. so yesterday I kind of just took a bum day, and I watched, mm-hmm. let's see, I watched Demons, Demons 2, and something else. Fright Night 2. Oh yeah, I watched Fright Night 2. How was it? Have you guys seen that? I've never had. No. It's appropriate since we're talking about sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is not very good. Okay. Same cast, isn't it? It's like William yeah. Ragsdale yep. and Roddy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and they're great, but it doesn't have Chris Sarandon, so I couldn't even bother. Right. <laughs> well, but, Tom Holland didn't do that one, right? I don't believe so. Off the top of my head, I don't know, but I don't believe so. Um, that's one that's a little harder to find. Did it's you on YouTube. It no, it's oh, on okay. YouTube. Okay. And they have an HD version of it on YouTube that looks there's, really good. Okay, so on that movie, in America, there's a DVD that came out, very limited run, and I think the cropping of the picture is wrong. Like, the aspect ratio is wrong. Yes. And there's a Spanish Blu-ray, and I bet that's where they got the transfer for the YouTube version. there. Well, I will tell you, there's two different versions. One, the HD version that I saw, I think is probably that transfer. And then there's two that I found just like, it's like the third result or something, mm-hmm. third and fourth result. And those have a funky aspect ratio. Like, yeah. That's why those are probably I was getting annoyed the because, DVD. yeah, because I wanted to just watch the movie and yeah. the, it looked really, really bad. But, yeah, but they have a decent copy on YouTube that you can watch. Nice. So. That is, I'll have to do that sometime. Yeah, but thank God for YouTube. Yeah. Thank God for YouTube. Yes. Real quick, I was going to shout out a few things, uh, just a couple things I've bought that might be of interest to people. Uh, recently, Olive's uh, Signature uh, put out a Roger Corman film called A Bucket of Blood, which mm-hmm. I picked up the other day. That's a fun movie. I've never seen <laughs> it's it. It's such a good movie. All right. So Dick we'll Miller. Yeah, you're going to love it. Very cool. So I'm excited about that. I also picked up a... Blu-ray of the new Evil Dead movie. Which, which is also super yeah, badass. It's really good. And this is a newer... I think it came out like maybe a year or two ago. This is a new director's cut. I think it has seven or eight minutes added to it. And I've heard that... I, I don't know if you guys remember when that movie came out. The trailer... There was definitely stuff they cut out from the trailer. Yeah. yeah. When the, and I think most of the stuff they cut out were more gore elements. And I don't which, know that movie's already freaking gory. So I have a feeling it's just more added craziness so from what I understand. I love so, that So, anyway. I really enjoyed that film. I yeah. Too. So, those are a couple things that Might I bought. Said. So, yeah. There's not a bad Evil Dead movie. No. No. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, and that was directed by, I'm going to say his name wrong, Fatty Alvarez. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Fatty, Fatty Alvarez. Fatty Alvarez. Um, so, anyway, uh, for anyone interest, interested in that, you can find that, both of those on uh, Amazon. So, yeah. We want to get our subject today. Yeah, man. Break it down for us. What are right. we talking about so, today? So, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, I guess it's been a few weeks now. But, um, you know, sequels are a big thing with horror movies and especially horror movie franchises. And a lot of times, obviously, the original movie is the one known more or is that's better in most cases, right? But I think something when I was thinking of this is actually quite cool about horror movie sequels and not all of them, but just, you know, once you start making sequels, sometimes the franchise gets really weird. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what's fun about that is just like watching just batshit movies. And that's something I really enjoy. And also when I'm thinking about this as well as like, sometimes 
I tend, and this is just me personally, I tend to watch sequels more than I do the original sometimes because I've seen the original so many times. And sometimes I find sequels to horror movies more interesting to rewatch just because of they're just not as well known. And I find things in them that I just find fascinating. So would you say in short? Yes. That this is a convoluted way for you to sing your praise on American Werewolf in Paris. Ooh. I haven't seen it. It's very bad. <laughs> okay. But that, that Bush song is killer. That's right. But it existed before that movie. It's true. Just not in that form. It's mm-hmm. a much longer version and Yes, more the deconstructed version is better. Yes. But that movie is trash. <laughs> um, so, horror sequels. Yeah, give me you guys' overall, just some thoughts here on well, what I said or what you think here. Let, let me break down some history for you. Horror films were the first films to have sequels. And what was the first sequel, sir? Son of Kong. Uh, so, King Kong came out. And within a year, they produced Son of Kong, which was a not as big of a hit, but I think that movie's pretty fun, and that started the wave of sequels. But it after, was still a hit, too. It, yeah, I'm sure it did well. Um, they played on cable all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you started getting a wave of sequels, you know, through the Tarzan series, with um, Johnny Weissmuller, you you got sequels with The Thin Man. Right. Another popular series was Sherlock Holmes. And then Universal, with their monster films, got into the sequel craze. And all of this was in a span of two years. So Universal monster films, you have those hit really in 31. Now, there were some films before then, you know, the Lon Chaney Sr. films, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame and uh, Phantom of the Opera, which are great films. But it was really the success of Frankenstein and Dracula that right. Universal started capitalizing on the sequels. And, you know, seeing this formula being replicated with uh, Son of Kong, they made Bride of Frankenstein, which many consider one of, if not the greatest, mm-hmm. uh, horror sequel. Yep. And then followed that up with Daughter of Dracula, which is like a milestone in um, sexuality in films. It's one of, it's the first, you know lesbian vampire movie mm-hmm. yeah horror films really did start the sequel craze that has populated populated hollywood now yeah most definitely and when you think of like iconic horror things they're always followed by sequels yes mm-hmm. obviously they are things that you know you have to have a movie that has done well to begin with and i think that luxury gives you even though these movies don't always work, they do give the opportunity to make something a little more obscure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would say with, like, the saturation and such, I think Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees at a time, you know, in pop culture were, you know, they, they were probably almost as recognizable as a Mickey Mouse. Or a Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that, like, kids know who Freddy Krueger is, and they've probably never seen one of those older movies. And it's just through pop culture, and, I mean, those characters were marketed like crazy in pop culture. You had video games, music video tie-ins, songs, toys out the wazoo. wazoo. Uh, Some of them even, you know, got, like, cartoons and such. Well, they were on talk shows. Yeah, talk shows. I mean, Arsenio Hall, he had an episode with uh, Jason and Freddy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Sequels. I do want to point out that there are two additional guests on the show. We do. 
If two sleepy dogs. I'm, I'm just saying, because there's going to be a lot of scratching and licking. We so have two dogs. Nolan, if you want to introduce them presence. as well. We have Peanut, who is a beautiful little boy here. He's a half beagle, half pug. Mm-hmm. And we have a goblin commander down on the floor being all emo. And he is a terrier mix. Mutt. Yeah, he's, they're both beautiful boys. Um, but yeah, they're, they're you know... You're going to hear them. In your presence today. Yeah, you're so, going to hear yeah, them for sure. It's great. Okay, um, so real quick, Nate, like, let's talk about some of the bigger franchises real quick. Okay. And I would just like to get kind of go around the room here and give some thoughts on maybe how you feel about the original and then what your favorite sequel is. Real quick, okay? So let's start with Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Okay? I think the first movie is great. Mm-hmm. I am weird on this, because I know you two probably do not agree with me on this. I've, I think the first movie is the superior movie of the franchise, but I've found myself, as I've, the last couple of years, re-watching some of the sequels, I prefer to watch the second, third, and fourth one more than the first one at this point. I do not disagree with you. Really? I, I The first film is the best, and I think it's... I mean, it's the Freddy at Iscarious, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and I'm fine with where Freddy went. I like pop culture Freddy. I'm on board with it. But I do, I love, part two and part four are my favorites, like, for the sequels. I think part two, it, I mean, we can talk more about it sure, later, sure. but I think it's such an important film, and yeah. I think it's it's so interesting. And Freddy is still scary in it, but it, it's, it's going down a totally different venue. Yeah, you know, I I watched um so I'm kind of I've I've been a little late to watching a lot of so like I'd seen two I've seen two probably like three or four times yeah. but like three and four I've only seen maybe once each once or twice See, each. really because yeah. people I feel like three is always the most popular right for the dream else. the dream yeah that, that one mm-hmm. three and four were always like the most popular ones on cable and like three is the one that people bring up when they talk about good horror sequels. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, three is wonderful. And if I remember right, um, I feel like it was earlier this year or the end of last year, we watched uh, Nightmare on 4. I believe we watched it in a group. Mm-hmm. That was a, I think that was the first time I'd seen it and it blew my mind. I, I love was that movie. not expecting the, to love that the way I did. I had no idea. Yeah. The poster for, the cover for that film mm-hmm. is so freaking good. It's colorful. Too. It's right. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty art, but the dream sequences are so much fun. Yes. And that's the thing with Freddy. I want fun dream sequences. Right. And, you know, I don't even care about gore, but the gore in that film's really awesome. It is. I was blown away by the special effects in that. I didn't realize they the were gym still scene. so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, the thing about that series is, and I think that, on the whole, Nightmare on Elm Street is the best consistent horror series. And I can tell you that people do not agree with you. And I think that's insane <laughs> that they don't. Because... Like, I mean, if you take their worst entries, which I would say the consensus on the worst entries are Freddy's Dead and then number two, like, those films are more interesting than the worst of Jason, Michael, or Leatherface. I think people are coming around to two and out. That's something about the series is that the, the physical effects are so good throughout the series, and you get these interesting directors. Um, you know, so three, you have Chuck Russell... Which, you know, he he ends up doing The Blob after that. And he has this, uh, you know, friendship and working relationship with Frank Darabont, who we all know now as, like, the director of every, like, 40-year-old's favorite movie, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, um... IMDb number one, shout out. Well, yeah, and, you know, Walking Dead for the kids. 
so that movie is fantastic. Uh, number four, which we all like, is Rennie Harlan, which he had a, yeah. a massive career, which uh, kind of culminated in Cutthroat Island. Hey, but don't. before that, he was doing some very fun action films. I love Cutthroat Island. And I, then and uh, number five. Didn't he do one called, like, Prison or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did Prison yeah. before with uh, Viggo Mortensen. That's how he got Nightmare. Yeah, and that movie is really good, too. But Rennie Harlan, like, he, he directed the best Die Hard sequel. Die Hard 2 is Absolutely. way better than 3. We don't have to talk about mm-hmm. 3. We don't mm-hmm. even have to go mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that <laughs> movie's not very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suck it, losers. And then um, the guy who did Predator 2 did uh, number 5, which number 5 is not that strong, but it still has some interesting dream sequences, and I think the visuals are still there. Yeah, and there there are fun set pieces in that one. It's 6 and is hot trash. Confession from me, I have not seen 5 or 6. I've seen 1, 2, 3, 4, and New Nightmare. I think you would like 5. Uh, 6 is garbage, but... It is not as bad as people make it out. It's not as bad as, like, Jason Goes to Hell no. or, like... You know, Halloween 5. People talk about that film like it is absolute garbage. And I'm not, it's not a good film. I can't defend it like that, but it is not. It has yeah, Fat Kodo in it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Obviously. No. Win. Yeah, he's a win. Yeah. But there, still, there are iconic things from that film that people talk about today. Like that. The video game yeah, scene. The Power Glove. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. There, there's fun scenes in it. And the thing is, it's just. The further the series went on, Freddy got away from being, you know, the child molesting, you know, Dream nightmare monster. Demon of your right. And he was by, a pop icon. He by was. the time we got to number four, yeah. like, that's where he hit the height of his popularity. Sure. And you're starting to get, you know, action figures and mm-hmm. talking dolls. Right. And, you know, the, it started getting marketed to kids. You know, you get the Nintendo game. Which you is know, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's amazing that... Man, the 80s were just a magical time. Like They, they were, really were. They were Crazy marketing time, yeah. a demon predator <laughs> to children. Yeah. Which predator was also kids' toys. Yeah. Alien. The movie Predator. Aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Came with comic books. <laughs> I, I had all that shit. Crazy stuff. A lot of fun. So, Nightmare... So, talk about your favorite stuff. Nightmare sequel. Okay. Yeah, I wanna, actually, I want to go around the room real quick and kind of ask... I know we've had a discussion, but maybe each one of us, and I'll start it off here. Um, real quick before I do that, I do want to mention, I recently, on um, if anyone has access to Shudder, they have uh, the big uh, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. So good. Um, that I watched for the never first time. Again. Yeah, never, never sleep, sleep again. again. I watched it a couple weeks Is it ago. Five, six hours? Yeah, it's. I think it's around five hours, somewhere in there. Completely um, comprehensive. Do they, do they yep. have Camp cr- or uh, Chris? Yeah, Chris memoirs. Like, memories. Yeah, yeah, Crystal Lake they memoirs. They have the Jason. Uh, that is the Jason or the Friday Thirteenth. That one franchise. is also. It's another big yeah. one. It's really good. Um, I would highly recommend. I haven't seen that one yet. I know it's supposed to be just mm-hmm. as good, mm-hmm. but I would recommend those on if anyone has Shutter. If you want to get an in depth look at all the Nightmare franchise. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to start off. Um, I'm going to say my personal favorite one just because I've recently re- rewatched it a few times is Nightmare Two. I know that's. Pro- I don't know how people feel about that. I, I just find there's so much interesting subtext there with the film and I find it to be a good time and I think the effects are quite good. So I'm just going to say that's my set. That's my second favorite as far as my favorite sequel in the Nightmare franchise. Is it um, the subtext that are being... It, it is one of the first openly yeah, gay it, films. It's, it's, it, it's really to this point... I mean, it, it's subtext, but it's almost to a point where it's mm-hmm. not. I mean, it's pretty blatant in, in most it's, of it. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right there in your face. And even, you know, 
But I, I think it's a very important film. Uh, I do. And I know um, we've kind of had discussions before on how it's, it's it veers off from the original. Um, it's kind of a different movie than the original one. Um, but I just find a lot there as far as an individual film. I, I think there's a lot there to like. So that is my favorite. And like I said, three and four, not far behind it. Melanie, do you have a favorite sequel in the franchise? My two is really high up for me. It's always been high up, even before I really got any of the subtext to it that is very blatant. I just love that movie, and I think, the, I mean, the pool scene is great. And I it think is. It, yeah. Mark- yeah. It, that's one of the iconic Jason or uh, Freddy moments for me, the arms spread with the fire, you are all my children. Which I think it's funny on social media, whenever people post gifts from Nightmare... Typically, it is that scene. Like, a lot, from <laughs> yeah. what I see on, on horror film Twitter. it's really memorable. Yeah. Oh, and that fucking poster is so good. I know yeah. it is. I, I mean, here's the yeah. thing. Nightmare posters are always great. Like, for every single one of them. It is true. High all art. The, all the marketing mm-hmm. was really good. Bangers. Very well done. But Mark Patton, I love him. Yeah. I love his performance. That freaking bedroom scene with Ooh. Yeah. Touch Me. Dear God, that is on all of my horror movie playlists like, what, what? forever. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But my my personal favorite is probably four. Okay. I That's the one I watch the most and it also has a killer soundtrack. I just think the dream sequences are so much fun and, uh, you know, I'm down with Alice. I'm fine with her being final girl. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Those are probably my two. Very cool. For me, I'm, I'm going to go with the consensus uh, number three. Which is fair. Is the best sequel. <laughs> I think it has the most imagination in its dream sequences. Yeah. I just, I love how bonkers that film is. The song by Dokken is really killer, Dream Warriors. Oh, yeah. And the movie itself, like, that movie informs what the rest of the series is going to be. And that's why it's important, is because it opens the idea that if you can control your dreams that you can fight back against this, you know, predator. And I think that's fantastic, you know, with the dream warriors and every single film that follows that it it is about, you know, these people gaining powers through their dreams and having control over, you know, the situation. And I dig that. And I think the effects work is so freaking good. The effects are awesome. And having Heather back. Yeah. Heather Langenkamp, she's great. John Saxon shows up, which Mm -hmm. anything that John Saxon is in is good. Hashtag dream daddy. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. so good. I I think also what is kind of cool about three and four is that they did use those as kind of... um, they Four went in from... Yeah. The continuity, once you get past two... The mm-hmm. continuity stays through the series mm-hmm. until you get to New Nightmare, which is its own weird, messed up fever dream of a movie. All right, so next franchise. Uh, and we don't have to go as in depth on this one because I know we might do a future episode on this. Let's talk about Friday the 13th real quick. Mm. Um, again, uh, another huge franchise. What, 11 movies? 10? 11, 12, 12, if you count 12? Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy's okay, 12. so this has gone on for a long time as well. Overall thoughts on Friday the 13th series, I'm of the opinion of, personally, and I think probably this is nothing that a lot of people don't share, I believe that the original is not the best in this series. I'm of the opinion that 2, 3, and 4 are probably the height of the franchise, uh, but uh, I think it's 
it gets really good in that early to mid section. I think there's a lot of fun to be had. Um, but once Jason enters the picture, I think it's much more interesting than having uh, Mrs. Voorhees, who I don't think she's a very interesting presence in the first film. It's I just, a bad movie. I just, that film, you know, it's okay. It's You're just, not the minority. Everybody in this room thinks number one is not a good movie. Yeah, and you know, I don't want to crap on it too much, but you know, it's, it's Bay just... Of, it's Bay of Blood done bad. Right, you're not wrong, um, <laughs> you know. But uh, for me, The High of the Franchise is number four. That is my personal favorite film. I have so much fun with that movie. I don't know. It's, it's just such a good time. Which, shout out to Joseph Zito. He directed number four. He... Before that, did The Prowler, which is one of, right. I would say, mine, probably your guys' favorite um, non-iconic slasher slasher, right? I That's think right. that it's becoming more... I That one is more popular now, though. Yeah. It's, it, there's a, it's getting its due. I, I think that people recognize also, that Tom Savini's work in it is his... Maybe his best? I, I will shout for Day of Dead as Tom Savini's best work. But for realistic horror... Prowler is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. It's a fun movie. It is. Yeah. But there's like a weird subset of people that the movie is now more popular, but because of that, it also has people that are like, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Whatever. That's crazy. I have seen that. I think I know. Joseph Zito brings an angry, like, mean-spiritedness to the proceedings for his slasher films. And Friday 4, you get that. You get angry Jason, you know, smashing through stuff. You know, the night before, you know, he just got, like, an axe to the head and all that shit that happened in 3. He's mad. Right. Uh, 4 is impressive. You have the great cast of kids, you know, headed it's, by uh, Crispin Glover. It's the best cast for me. That's, I think, one of... I mean, obviously, there are great gore effects in it, but, like, those kids are my favorite. I mean, just, like, the Crispin Glover dancing scene alone... It's so wonderful. It's just... Whew, so good. It's so, fire. Pure fire. To, to quickly talk about what you're talking about, and then I'll pass this to Melanie. So Friday, I think that two through six, those movies are interesting. Um, you know, five, five and three are not my favorites, but I think that there's still stuff to be enjoyed there. Um, and six is just a wonderful film. But um, my favorite is two. I think two has the best cast of kids. I think that Amy Steele is the best final girl in the series, and I think that she is one of the best final girls ever. Mm-hmm. Like, number two for me, I believe that Steve Miner directed that one. Miner, I hardly knew her. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that film, I just dig it a lot. I think it works as a horror film through and through. Uh, it, it's a phenomenal sequel, and it, it's scary. It, like, intends to be scary. I'm not saying I am scared of the movie, but it is still, like, the shock sequences are done well that, you know, you can get that intent across. Um, I I really enjoy it. Good set pieces. Baghead Jason. Yep. All right, Mel, what do you got? I do love to, but... Okay, I view Friday the 13th as very... I don't know. Typically... They're not movies that I watch during October. Like, I prefer to watch those in the summer. They're okay. summer camp movies for me. I love <clears throat> summer horror. So, in July, that's when I want to watch those. Yeah, and we'll typically watch those a lot, too, when we have a Friday the 13th. Exactly. Yeah, well. always. We usually get two a year. This year, they're falling. I mean, we had one in September, and we're going to have one in December. Yeah. But I kind of, I will say, starting off, you know, the Halloween season with Friday the 13th was killer. 
Like, was. We watched, was it part seven? Part seven. Part seven. Yes. Jason versus Carrie. Seen. I hadn't seen. Did I will you? admit I enjoyed myself. Not a great movie, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. First Kane Hotter one. As, Bernie's, man. As, yeah, yeah, and we have, you know, just <laughs> telekinesis versus Jason, and Jason loses, like always. But I would say my um, my favorite Jason in the series is part three. I don't like Hillbilly Jason, but I like <laughs> I like the way he looks in the mask. I like I like his walk, his stride, like everything about it I really like. My favorite two I mean I don't know. I would say six is a great film. Like, I just think that's, I think that's really well-rounded. I think the gore is really good. And I think the cast is good. I enjoy that film. Mm -hmm. But my, I don't know, my favorite, my favorite is probably four. And I feel like that's a really common thing. Yeah, but it's it's a good movie. The cast is so good. Mm -hmm. The kickoff to the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. And I, and yeah. You know, that series, it gets insane. Like, a lot of these do, you know, but... I will say, I have to shout it out because I love a space sequel at Mm -hmm. my core. I love every space sequel so hard. (laughs) Jason X is really bad. Don't even look at me right now. (laughs) I love Jason X. And I don't, I don't like things ironically. You get David Cronenberg. You get... The most shameful thing he's ever... Maybe, but... No, I, I absolutely love Jason X. I think it's... Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen Jason X. No, I know. I feel I'm like he'd be on my side against him. Oh, I, I want to see it. But it is so much fun. It is so much fun. Whenever, okay, my favorite part, hands down, just real quick. Kids start having sex and it rises Jason from the dead. He's so upset. You don't get better are, than that right Yeah, there. that kids are fornicating that he's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he wakes up and he starts <laughs> and he starts slashing and he freezes heads and it's really good. And that's my piece. I'm sorry. You I look think, upset. I think it's the worst entry in the franchise. Are Even you, worse oh, than Jason Goes to Hell. How dare you? Yeah, I'd rather watch Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, At I, least that movie is I, like stupid in an understandable way. I fully disagree. Fully disagree with Like, you. I would rather watch worms crawl up people's butts and make them turn into Jason than watch Jason become like a Power Ranger bad guy. I feel like this is aimed at me. It's and not aimed at you. It's like a personal attack. I'm sorry. I wish I could help here. But <laughs> it's not even filmed I on good film it. stock. It looks like it's filmed on, like, DV. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything that you just said, but I also really love it a lot. I think it's fair. I, again, I'm in um, by myself over here because I have not seen I really it make or you... go to hell. Yeah, I, I would like to come on for a future episode I propose right yeah. now. Uh-huh. We're going to watch all the space sequels. Heck yeah. And then we're going to talk about it. That sounds like a fun time. It's really good. Does Aliens count as a space sequel? Absolutely Because I'm down for that. Absolutely not. That's uh-huh. not a horror film. Which, That's by the way, <laughs> when, when presented this podcast, <laughs> I was told that Aliens does not count as a horror sequel. I just said that. It is a, it's an action that. film. Nolan. I agree with her. It's an action film. I'm sorry. Why is this like, why is this a movie nerd argument? I just want to take, may I take 15 seconds and say my piece? Absolutely. Go for it. The chestburster scene in Aliens along with the assault on the Marines, is one of the most horrifying sequences in a movie, and probably more horrifying than most of the things we will talk about today. Also, the Alien Queen is the most impressive special effect ever created. I fully agree, but... That woman just hanging in the cocoon? Kill me! Child Nightmares. Great fucking movie. Alright, let's continue. It's a great fucking action movie. It is. 
All I can tell you is Alien is better. Okay, so <laughs> we've talked about the Friday the 13th you franchise. Alien. You just... It's like Godfather and Godfather 2. thumbs down when I just said Alien. Because yeah. you poo-pooed me. I no, did, but, but you it, poo me all the time. This is true, but I also feel like, it, just, I'm going to say, if you're listening to the audio of this, it's going to sound like you hate Alien, so I think you should... I don't. You I love Alien. Really Alien's quickly. a perfect movie. <laughs> Aliens is a perfect movie. <laughs> Alien and Aliens is like Godfather and Godfather 2. Godfather but here's what upsets me. Alien is better. Here's what upsets me. <laughs> you guys come at it from Aliens is not nearly as good as Alien, and it's not even worth discussion True. for a horror film podcast. And I, I think you guys are wrong. No, I get that, and I respect that, but I totally disagree with it. You're heard, you're validated, but I disagree with you. What I'm saying is, I think Alien <laughs> is... I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's it's horrific. There are horrific parts to Aliens, undoubtedly, but... Aliens is a scarier film than Jason Goes to Space. We're not talking about that right now. But it is. We're not talking about that. It's more frightening. Nolan. I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> but it is. What's your next? All what's right. the next franchise we we're discussing? On? Sure. Can you give that to me? We're going to talk about Halloween. Mm. Okay, so this one's pretty easy. I don't. If you disagree with me out there, fine. I mean, you're an idiot. I don't think but, there's any disagreement. Uh, Halloween this. is the best of the franchise, hands down. It's one of the best horror movies ever. But there are some interesting sequels. So, um, number two, not bad. Takes place mostly in a hospital. My favorite Halloween sequel is... Man, I don't even... I, I'm just going to say two. Because I, this is a franchise I am not in love with, other than the first one. I like the third one. I've only seen it once. It's its own thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, four, I thought was awful. I've started five. I couldn't make it through. So two is, like, for me personally, the only other competent film that I've seen other than H2O. So H2O is pretty good. I'll, like I You're wrong about, about four. That's fine. I don't like it. What it's can I do? okay. You can't. Listen, that's his opinion. Um, you can't disagree with Bad take. And th- bad take by you. Hey, you know what? I'm sure there's. It's a bad mask. I'm sure there's people out there that don't like it. We can agree uh, that all masks <laughs> after two are garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will say, these these are technically their own thing, but like I would probably just for me personally, again, I would rather watch Rob Zombie's Halloween movies than probably the other sequels, other than three, um, if I was to rewatch them. So that's just how I personally feel. Um, Melanie, please go. Because okay. I feel like I've been harassed enough right now. I would say that, yeah, ha- no, Halloween 2 is my favorite. I really like that film a lot, though. And I don't mind, you know, I feel like this is another point where people dog on the whole, like, brother-sister thing. And I, I honestly, I don't mind it. I mean, I don't, you know, with the 2018 film, them, you know, going straight from the first film on, like, them mm-hmm. scrapping that, like... I mean, of course, I don't think I liked that film as much as everyone else did. That's a good movie. No, I... Okay, no. You guys hate that movie. I don't hate that movie. I hate the stupid... What's the doctor's name? Sertanus or Sir... Whatever his stupid name is. There was a very bad... I do not... I do not like anything with that doctor. And I think it's like a weird, like, Loomis villain where it's just... I don't like that swerve. I think it's stupid. John Carpenter's music's great. Wonderful tracking shot. Yeah. Well-directed film. Yeah, and I... Yeah, no. Listen... That tracking shot is awesome. Through the house, picking up the knife. I love that scene. There's a lot to love about it. But 
Third I, act is very good. I didn't other like, than that twist. I think the kids are kind of stupid. Like the, I know you didn't mind the teenage stuff. I thought it was dumb. Like that party was stupid. Oh, I, I didn't like that. I just didn't like any. I of thought it. the girl was fine. Yeah, she's okay. I'm kind of with know. you. I thought it was just like, like I, I don't. And think the it's, podcasters were super annoying. Right. I don't oh, think no. it's a uh, awful movie by any means. I just thought it was just that kind of an average horror film. I do film. think it's funny that people dog on Rob Zombie's films so hardcore, but that film is a blend of like just another remake and his movies. Mm-hmm. Like some of the shots. With David that, Gordon Green's. Yeah, I think that they take a lot of stuff. I think that those. Well, I, it's the one film now, but I think the sequels to follow are gonna. It's they have like a similar right. grittiness to Michael that they're trying to strive Which for. Which they are shooting. Are they shooting those back to back? Yeah, Halloween kills yeah. and I forgot Halloween ends. Something. Yeah, Halloween ends. I don't know. I don't love. I'm excited. Titles. I know you are, and I I didn't. This isn't about that. And mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I thought the new one was okay. I thought it was fine. I wasn't in love with it as. A lot of people are, as you were, which is fair. I just, I think I liked it up until the doctor thing, and it was such a hard swerve for me that I, it just put a nasty taste in my mouth for the film. There's a lot, and I should rewatch it to get a better opinion. That's on me. But I will say for sequels in Halloween, um, obviously the best films, the, it's, the first film is the best. That's hands down. I don't think there's any discussion on that. Mm -hmm. But I would say part two I like a lot, and then I do like part four. Yeah, I, I like part four a lot, and I like Daniel Harris a lot. But yes. part six is trash. I, yes. I tried to watch part five. I think it was a. I don't know. It was. I think during the spring, maybe I made it through about twenty minutes, and I turned it off. I will rewatch. I'll try to watch it sometime. You have that whole box set. I do. I just could not. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a bad. I, it was just a bad day. I was like, you know, I'm not feeling this. You can't. can't yeah, do it that's today. fair. Well, and if you just don't like those films, I will say I think the best mask for like comedy for comedy mm-hmm. value is from part six because he has bedroom eyes he, it's like <laughs> oh six is a bad mask h2o is a really good movie but it's a very it's bad, mask. A trash mask. Yeah, it's a bad mask but i love the set pieces in h2o well and i like him coming down yeah from the rafters that seems good plus ll cool j's in it i love the sequence where he's going <laughs> yeah, through obviously. the cafeteria and flipping the tables and she's crawling under mm-hmm. him that's a good set. Yeah, that that movie's really good. Halloween Two is my favorite sequel from that series. It, it's just a fun slasher film. They really just took, they saw what their contemporaries were doing, all the films that came after the original Halloween, mm-hmm. and they're like, we can do that. So they made it gorier. There's more nudity in it, and it's just like a trashier film, but it's still good. The mask looks good. You know the, the the all the characters from the first movie that you like are still there, and, the and they're good. Lots. You know, really, mm-hmm. the only bad thing is the making it his sister. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that it humanizes the boogeyman. Yeah, no, I agree. I do like him more just as the shape. I like him as just <clears throat> a void. As far as other notable sequels, I thought Halloween Four was pretty decent, and that. You know, you took a a franchise that was notably kind of dead at the time and. I, I think it's a very generic slasher film, but I I like it enough to, you know, say they, you know, reinvigorated the franchise. Now, what they did with that was trash, but um, H2O is good. And um, as far as, like, remakes and revisionings, you know, I like this last Halloween. I thought it was a, a fine time at the movies. 
And uh, for Rob Zombies, uh, that first movie he did was real bad, but uh, Halloween 2 has some interesting shit in it. I I enjoy a big bearded, you know, wild man Michael Myers. I do too. And I think I'm probably in the minority that I don't mind that Halloween remake. Now, I have not seen the second one since theaters. At the time, I did not like it. I feel like now I would probably like it a lot more, so it's one I would like to revisit, but... Just as far as I go, I don't mind the the remake of, of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Well, and I the first, what is it? It's the first film where Laurie Strode's parents uh-huh. are. I think that's a really good scene. Dee Wallace is great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's always great. But I I think that's a good scene. There's stuff I like from that movie. Mainly, I just don't like. There's a lot of dumb in there. The Absolutely. hillbilly parents mm-hmm. stuff is a sure. bit much for me. So there's five minutes in a two hour movie that's watchable. I, that movie's not unwatchable for me. It I'd really is. Watch it than David Gordon Green's. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> that's a bad take by you. That's hot, hot fire. Okay, hot takes. So, I'm gonna let's emoji, talk. emoji, emoji. I got one more franchise to talk about real quick before we go on to a different thing here. So let's talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Okay, now again, I'm of the opinion, and I it's I think this is a solid take that the first one is a masterpiece, and I think it is the best movie of the franchise. But I will say this franchise, for me, has some pretty interesting sequels. In particular, number two, directed by Toby Hooper, who did the first one. I love Texas Chainsaw 2. It is one of my personal favorite horror sequels. It is insane. It's straight-up insanity. It's a lot of screaming, but I love the set piece, mostly that takes place underground in this, like, crazy... Dungeonous cavern thing. I don't even know. Like what an amusement it is. park. Yeah, uh, it's like an underground. It is. Uh, I I really like Bill Mosley. It's the movie is very much played for laughs. It's like Toby Hooper just like takes everything and just like raises it up to the highest level of just over emphasizing, over excitement, over indulgence. It's like he just downed five cups of coffee and cotton candy yeah, he and just then rolled. like let's go. <laughs> and and he made it with Canon Films. They gave him the free roam and the money and there he went. So I, I really like the second movie. Um, we we recently in us three watched uh number three and number four, Texas Chainsaw Three and then Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Oh uh, yeah. And I have a lot of Fun things to say about Next Generation. I think it's a bad movie, but I had a hell of a time because Matthew McConaughey tears up the scenery in every scene that he's in. I loved him so much. I laughed so hard in that movie. Um, but uh, other than that, um, we've got a lot of newer sequels. I, you know, I, I have not seen a lot of the new ones. I did see, obviously, when they rebooted the franchise with um, when they had Jessica Biel. It was just called, was it just the Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre? Um, I've, nev- I've actually okay. never seen any of the sequels since that point. Those are um, not okay. For me. Um, yeah, so that's my overall thoughts. Melanie? What are your thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise? Uh, first one's a masterpiece. That goes without saying. I think that, I mean, any of the filmmakers that we love, that's like one of the first films that they're going to list as an inspiration for them and something that they yeah. they loved. I would say beyond that, obviously, too, is a lot of fun. I love the colors. It's, I mean, it's just bananas. It's so much fun. Dennis Hopper is amazing. Oh yeah, I, I didn't even Lord. mention him. Yeah, he's so good. And is it is her name Caroline Williams? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As Caroline, a radio DJ, yes. Yeah. Stretch. Stretch. Yeah. Stretch, Stretch, is, right. Stretch is great. She I rocks. love her, and she it seems she, you know, 
know, they really get up in there and she's a yeah. champ about it, which I... <laughs> it's fun, like, I, I know, like, this probably annoys, maybe annoys people, I don't know, but I like the idea of, like, Leatherface just being a sexually frustrated person well, and <laughs> we both love his shimmy in that movie oh yeah he's got the shake going his little suit and his little shimmy he whenever takes it and he, he puts the chainsaw up above just, his head and just shakes just hard shimmies so hard like he's look at what it. i'm working with this is who i am and mm-hmm. it's like the cartoon Fortnite version of what you would do after you saw the first movie <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's fair though um but i will have to i think that Leatherface Texas Chainsaw 3 has one of the best teaser trailers ever. Nice. Ever. Which you Lady in the Lake. That. I still haven't got to see yeah. that. No. Yeah. Lady in the Water, Lady in the they Lake. They present it like it's the King Arthur myth. Like and it's you see Excalibur. Like, yeah, and uh, it's shot like John Borman's Excalibur. It's amazing. I really you see a hand teaser. coming out of the lake with, with a chainsaw, chainsaw. Mm-hmm. and it chainsaw. tosses it to Leatherface. And then I, does the saw on there say the saw's family? Yes. Yeah. As they say in the film. As it is in the film. As is the film tagline, I'm pretty nice. sure. Saw's <laughs> family. But uh, I am with you. I, which you are not of this camp and that's fine, but I, I love Next Generation. Like it is a bad film. It is so much fun. I've never had a bad time watching that movie. It is so funny. Matthew, and I, I kind of love that after Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey got like higher status that their like all of their agents were like, no, 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 don't, don't release this film, don't do it, and it's just like right, they, they will not accept it. Yeah, but it's just like <laughs> no, I think it makes it so much better. Basically, I would not like it as much if he was not in the oh, film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, for him, that like yes, he makes the film worth watch being being watchable. Yeah. Like for me, see if you guys agree with this, like. His character in that film is, think about the last scene in Killer Joe, if anyone who hasn't seen Killer Joe, <laughs> Wonderful film. but he takes a chicken wing mm. and has um, a lady perform fellatio on a leg, a, a drum, a chicken leg. Mm-hmm. Think of that scene, and that's his character, the that, whole movie. 90 minutes, yes. just straightforward. Just insanity. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. Okay. Now, we're going to go back... Just a little bit. Okay. David Gordon Green's Halloween. Oh my god. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is done. You would say, Horse like, that down. is a well-shot film, right? Sure. Like, you guys think it's a well-shot film. There's, like, notable shots in it, right? Absolutely. Sure. The soundtrack's great. Obviously, the soundtrack. The set pieces, like, there are good set pieces in there. Him in the house at the end, there that are, is a good set piece. There are some good set pieces, yes. Judy Greer doing the wink thing, shooting at him. That's good stuff. So, there are a lot of elements of this film mm-hmm. that you like and that you find aesthetically pleasing and appropriate for a good film. Are you trying to... Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish. I already have my answer for it. Wow. <laughs> so, now, Leatherface, a film yeah. that is absolute trash. I didn't talk about Leatherface beyond the teaser. Absolute, or not Leatherface, I'm sorry, Next Generation. Thank you. My bad. A film that's absolute trash. Yes. Now, you cite the Matthew McConaughey as the reason for liking the film, which he is wonderful in the movie. I will give you that. But the subplot of the Illuminati running the Sawyer family, coming in, opening his shirt with those weird rings on his body, and like he is responsible for all the horror that's happened, I think that is 
as stupid, if not more stupid, than the doctor being bad in David Gordon Green's Halloween. I so how does something like that not wreck I do a movie you, uh, like that for you? You're forgetting a few things. One, um, this movie is not to be taken seriously whatsoever. Um, I had high aspirations for the Halloween movie, and they did not meet up to them. This movie... I mean, wait, you wait, know wait. what you're no, getting no, into. So you're saying a, chainsaw next a trash movie that's trash is okay because you were entertained by a thing. Yes, I was entertained. But a movie that you thought was going to be higher art is higher art for an hour and a half, and it has five minutes that rub you the wrong way, so it's, that movie's it, shit? It wasn't just the it five, wasn't minutes. Just five minutes. Um, it, it, I had... There were things you didn't like other than the doctor. Had, yeah, I told uh, issues you the podcast. It, and I would tell you what those were, but I, it's been six to eight months since I've seen the movie. We both need to rewatch um, that film. To again, be fair. not one. The, the, I think it also comes down to, for me, with a lot of horror movies, and especially movies that I, again, I, I'm first to admit I didn't have my ex- expectations for this movie, I found it uh, very much entertaining. Uh, to where that Halloween movie, I guess I just, I, I was personally bored in parts of it. I'm sorry, I, you know. No, 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 just, don't but, apologize. I'm just trying to figure it out but, because uh, yeah, the so way I, you would talk about it is if the Doctor Twist was so bad that it took you out of the movie. Yeah, but I mean, again, I think I had um, expectations for that film. Now, maybe that's not fair of me, no, but that's but also, how I personally felt. Here's the thing. there There has to be, if we're going on this journey... Starting next generation, from the second that you either put that Blu-ray, that DVD, or click on the menu in whatever streaming app you're watching it on, there is a consensus. There is a an agreement that you are making mentally. This is going to be some trash that I'm about to ingest into my body. Yes. That it is not... Something that I expect is going to be high-quality cinema on any I, level. Plus, may I say this as well? If I was... Again, I I do I am not a critic, and I have tried not to rate things anymore, and that's my own personal thing. I don't want to talk about it right now. Anyway, but if I was to rate Texas Chainsaw versus the new Halloween, I think I at the time like Halloween was like a two and a half movie for me, star movie. Texas Chainsaw Next Generation is like a one to one and a half yeah, star it's movie. Yeah, one point five. I understand that is a better made movie. I had better time watching that movie. Yeah, and I would rather rewatch yeah, that. Yeah, you can totally. Okay. That's there's a difference of. I can accept this. Yeah, what I'm saying is like you. It's your expectation going in does whether you want. It's it how we all feel that The Dark Knight Rises is a garbage film, even though it's beautifully shot and there are. There's a set piece that's very good. I mean, Dark Knight Rises is not a very good movie. It's a garbage film. It's trash. And there's also editing problems where there people are. are in different places. There, there are some be. major issues with that Just film. saying. Expectations. <laughs> but yeah. I, Christopher I, Nolan tried to make great expectations. Okay, that's a different thing. But what I'm saying is you are entering, putting on something like text, putting on putting on any of the space sequels. That's really what Any of the space sequels. From. I'm not saying that they're great cinema. I'm not saying that it's like oh, you're going to learn so much about, you know, framing and space and shadow. No. But you're going to have fun, and that's the point. No. I mean, I agree with you guys. Texas Chainsaw 2 is the best sequel. We're still on you. Okay. Yeah, okay, yes, your turn. Yeah, I mean, Texas Chainsaw 2, everything you guys said about that film, I agree with. Like, that's a, that's a great sequel. I have a lot of fun with that movie. It's zany and fun. I do like Texas Chainsaw 3. Like, I think it's a serviceable slasher. Um, I don't think it's as bad as, as what people say. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Next Generation, I don't hate. Like, I probably feel about it the same way you guys do. It's just, 
I, I guess um, I was being on my high horse in regards to trying to understand your guys' feelings I on think movies. It's just a, a matter of rewatchability for me when when I look at movies that I, I... For me, I wouldn't say either of those movies I would consider <clears throat> great pieces of film. I just when, when I look at things that I kind of been mixed on, at this point I get to things like... What would I rather rewatch? And for me personally, that's just what I would I would rather rather rewatch that. But we yeah. can all agree that they are cinema. It's cinema. <laughs> it is cinema. But also, me News and Nolan, dig. stop. Me and Nolan tend to agree more on we like zany bug nut stuff. This is that's true. Sometimes you are not, and that's fair. People are people. Man. This is not true. <laughs> you are painting a narrative that I am a snob, and you're, not a snob. you're looking at the. The wrong end of the couch on that. I am a very much snob, but I can also have fun. All right. You got any more thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw franchise? I mean, here's the thing. Once you get past, like, those original sequels, the remake's not bad. I, I found it to be quite serviceable. There's silly things in there. Well, let's talk about that movie for a second. It's been a number of years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on that movie when it came out? Like, did you dislike it? Did you... Like it? Did you have fun with it? I was young enough because I I would have been. Con- what year did that come out? Two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand three. Wow! I was or very or no maybe four. It came out the same time Kill Bill Volume One did. Now I will yeah so like two thousand four. I will say that trailer was killer. Mm-hmm. That song was really really good. Um, I loved that, but I don't know. I was fine with it. I was so young when I saw it. Like I had already seen Texas Chainsaw, the original film, but. I thought it was good, and I thought Jessica Bill was really pretty. And I was down. Yeah, yeah. I I don't yeah. mind that movie. Um, I own it. I, I like. I like it. All right. I do not like any of the sequels. They did Texas Chainsaw: The Beginning, really bad, which was kind of a recap of what happened in the first film, but there are no stakes because you know everybody, like you know, Arlie Ermy is alive you know. when the next film starts. So, like being a prequel, it was kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And then they did, was it Texas Chainsaw 3D with mm-hmm. the Dario? That's the girl's name. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's her. gorgeous. She's very pretty in the film. The The physics at the end of the movie, I don't understand. Her shirt's like cut wide open and, and but, she but stays you covered. don't see boobs ever. <laughs> but shirt's wide open. And there's a lot of wind happening. A lot of wind, <laughs> a lot of movement. Her hair's going everywhere. but the, that, You don't see boobs. Those slivers of shirt stay right where they're... Where God placed them. Mm-hmm. It's all right. You got True Detective for that, I guess. I will say, <laughs> I have to retract something that I said on Twitter. Thinking about it now, I said that I... Which I guess I was just thinking about the main... Tr- like, uh, not trilogies. Uh, franchises. But Texas Chainsaw is probably the worst franchise for consistency. I think... I, I said Halloween because for... And I was thinking more like... Wait, like continuity? No, no, no. I'm saying quality quality consistency. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw is... It's the worst. That and Puppet Master, even though you guys haven't watched Puppet Master. I I will say Puppet Master is probably... I love some of those films. It is probably the absolute worst Yeah, but like all those movies are equally... They're just bad, right? I don't believe I've ever seen a Puppet Master film. I really like some of those films. I've Puppet seen some amazing. I've seen some on TV back in the day. Amazing is, is a strong word. It's good. but like Puppet Master, <laughs> like that whole thing is like the puppets are the good guys and they murder Nazis. 
Which, like, everybody's down for that. They did, like, the newest one, which was really bad. Yeah. Um, the Littlest Reich. Yeah, and a lot of people... I was really pumped for that, because it was getting... It was written by the guy who did um, uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was him, Tom Lennon starred in it, and it was just a bad movie. Barbara Compton, she came... Yeah. But, oh, It's got, like, a lot of, like... A lot of gore that you would see, it, like, in directed video, it's like, like a weird, shit from Fangoria. I don't Gloria. like the swerve yep. with the puppets, because the puppets were always... That's why I like number three so much. It's a really... It's almost like a kid's movie. Like, it, I mean, there's some gore in it, but it's really mm-hmm. fun. And that movie is just... Ugh, okay. It's a lot. I didn't like it. You, I actually think you would like it a little bit, because yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You haven't watched those? But... Yeah, I, I have to retract that Halloween is not the worst franchise. Although I think Halloween has the hardest fall from mm-hmm. being something that's so good because Halloween the first movie the first is, one's the best horror yeah, film ever made. Yeah, and then you have I think the drop off is the farthest, but Texas Chainsaw is the worst. Like I would put me. like Halloween and Texas Chainsaw like those are in the conversation for the greatest horror film ever made, that's and right. then the fall off is and Alien. It, yeah, Alien. I would Absolutely. put top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do you okay. got? What do you got uh, next, man? So next. Were you were you thinking of a thing to rip me about Alien and Aliens? <laughs> I just wanted to throw my piece in. I like Aliens a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both great, fucking perfect movies. What I thought we would do next is maybe just like a few rounds here. I thought each of us could talk, just mention a movie, and we'll have a discussion on it on some of our <clears throat> favorite personal sequels of horror. Okay. All right. I'm gonna start us off here. Okay. I'm gonna go. With Psycho 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it was actually, I don't know if I've ever talked about this story or not. A couple of years ago on my birthday, uh, Melanie, you bought me an awesome set that had Psycho 2, 3, and 4 in it. Mm-hmm. And for a birthday of mine, we watched Psycho 2 and 3 on the same day. And that was a very fun day. And so that was like a couple of years ago. That was the first time I'd ever seen Psycho 2. This is directed by Richard Franklin. And this is like surprisingly a really great movie. Obviously, Psycho is a masterpiece. Everybody knows the greatness of Psycho. But I don't think... I'm I'm sure it's getting there at some point, but I don't think people talk about Psycho 2 enough. I think it's a really good movie. I think recently people talk about it more often. I think they talk about 2 and 3. Yeah. Not, 2 is a better film than sure. 3, but 3 is a lot was, of fun. Yeah, 3 wasn't bad either. 3, yeah, is, I don't mind three it. is smutty, but it's fun. Yeah. So like um, in Psycho 2, we had Norman Bates come back. Our, I'm sorry, Anthony Perkins come back as Norman Bates. And the beautiful Meg Tilly. Meg Tilly, who is gorgeous. Yeah, she's that really movie. good looking in that she film. She is good, and she is great in the film as mm-hmm. well. And it's like this kind of story where Norman, uh, you know, he basically gets out because they diagnosed that he had psychological problems um, after a number of years in, I don't know if he's With in treatment, in treatment he's you know, cured. whatever, he gets out and, um, you know, they give him a job at like this little diner and um, they let him go back to his hotel and he's able to go back and live there in his house by the hotel and manage the hotel. And while he's at work, he meets Meg Tilly's character. Um, her name is, give me one second, uh, Mary Loomis. And they kind of form a friendship and she needs a place to stay. He lets her stay with her uh, at his house and... During this time, we find out that, like, her and her mom kind of have, like, set up this kind of plan. Who's her mom? uh, Her mom, yes, thank you, is played by Vera Miles, and that is Lilla Loomis. From the original film. From the original film. Thank you. And it's the same actress. Yes. And she looks phenomenal. She does, and um, 
anyway, so they kind of have a thing going on. And it's I think it's a very clever movie because it never quite... You're always kind of unsure what exactly is going on as if is... the Are the killings happening by... Mary or by... Or by um, Norman. And, like, kind of, is there a, a third person that's that's killing off people that's, like, inside the house? Because we start seeing Norman coming back to, like, all these mental issues and everything. And I just think it's a really well-done movie. And I think there's some awesome, like, set pieces and gore effects in the movie. And I just really like it. So what are you guys' thoughts on Psycho 2? I, was, I like it. Yeah, I love that movie. The one thing which I think that we have talked about this before, the epilogue. I could do without the last two to three minutes of that film. I think it. I think that ending, without that, is so much more interesting. Not knowing if it's actually Norman or Mary. Excuse it should have been ended in the police station. <laughs> that was having an issue. He's got allergies, as I do. <laughs> but yeah, I I wish that it would would have ended. Yeah, and I'm with you. I love Psycho Two, and there's a really cool kill in it, and where a knife goes through a person's mouth and it's and insane it looks good. and it looks awesome it looks so and, good. and so you all should go watch Psycho 2 quick quick question because yeah. I know this is important to you mm-hmm. did it does it bother you to know that Meg Tilly's nudity was a body double that does bum me out kind of ruined my night so you didn't know you. that was Meg T- or you didn't know that that was not Meg Tilly I didn't know it Okay, but can we all agree Meg Tilly is still gorgeous? She's still gorgeous. Agreed. And you didn't have to see any of her body to know that. That's true. And you didn't see any of her body. Thank you. All right. Uh, (laughs) So, Melanie. I personally am a champion of bad sequels. I really like films that I I know aren't good, but they're really fun. So, what I have to bring to the table is Sleepaway Camp 2. Nice. I, I like it as much as I like the first one. I won't say I like it more. But I really like Pamela Springsteen as Angela. I think it is so much fun. I love the kills in it are ridiculous. Her with the giant stick shoving the girl down the outhouse. That's right. That's That's a bad one. It's really good. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's a good movie. I I, I like think I haven't seen the third one that I'm aware of, but I hear the third one's solid too. I, it's fine. She's also in it, and that is like kids that have behavioral issues that are from poor families, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. a camp specifically for kids having troubles. Okay. And she in that is she's posing okay. as a camper. So. Very nice. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a really fun movie. Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. Do you Very guys nice. like part? Do you guys like Super Camp? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. our friend Chris McGuire is a big fan of Sleepaway Camp, the original. I feel like he's not a big fan of horror films, but he's a big he fan of it. Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, in general. He just likes the 80s and the clothes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sleepaway Camp 2 is... Yeah, good movie. All right. What do you got, man? I mean, if we're just talking about great sequels... Um, well, just ones you no, like. Give me a sequel you like. I really enjoy Phantasm 2. Yeah. Don Coslieri, mm-hmm. which he is the, the father of all these films. Phantasm 1 is phenomenal. Phantasm 2, it kind of goes like the Evil Dead route of just going like sillier. And I love it. Reggie Bannister with the three-barreled shotgun fighting the dude in that dungeon at the end of the movie. That's so good. I, I love... I love just how insane that movie is. I love how insane that franchise is. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bannister is an American hero. Reggie Bannister is one of the greatest protagonists in a horror series ever. <laughs> Imagine if him and Ash teamed up. All of the demons would be fucked. All the demons are fucked. All the panties are gone. Yeah, yeah panties are gone. All gone. Bye-bye.
All right, yeah, Phantasm Two, man, I really dig that film. It is one I've seen, but a long time ago. You don't remember it? I don't remember. We it should well. watch that again soon. That yeah. would be fun. I would like to watch that whole series again. Down. I have only ever seen the first. All right, so want to do one more round of this? Next, I would like to talk about. Um, I don't think this is like I. I, th- I believe this is a sequel, so I'm going to mention it. I'm going with The Devil's Rejects. Oh, which is a sequel to. That's a his, wonderful film. His first film. Um, why can't I think House of a Thousand, thousand, thousand Corpses. Corpses? Thank you. One of the sequels that are better than the original. Yes, movie. this sequel is 100 percent better than the original. <laughs> I'm of the opinion. I like the first one. It's but his best yeah, film. It, the first one is 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 a fun time. I just think this this for for me the this or Lords of Salem is his best film. I, I like agree. both those films a lot. I agree. And this movie is just bonkers. It's insanely dark and violent. It's pretty messed up. It has amazing act um, performances by Sherry Moon Zombie. Sorry, Sherry Moon Zombie, if I could talk. Bill Mosley, Sid Haig. Um, I just love it. I don't know. It's it's It just, like, every time I watch it, it disturbs me still. And there's not a lot of things that I still watch that disturb me. Again, there's difference between scaring and disturbing, but it just gets under my skin. Like, it just, I don't the know. The hotel sequence. The, yeah. The revolver in the panties. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really messed up. And Does just, it... Okay. Mm-hmm. Does it make it weirder to you that it is a middle-aged woman, like someone that just looks like a normal person you would see out? And I mean, who's the actress? It's uh, Priscilla Barnes. But this horror is happening to a like just a normal family. Yeah, I think and that's it's something... not. It's not like there's hills vulner- have eyes where they're raping the daughter or no, something. There's a vulnerability vulnerability to it that it very it feels much so. It just feels like you shouldn't be watching it. No, it's, yeah. it's it is one of those scenes like, yeah, it. You you said it perfectly. I don't know what to say. Like it's just it it makes me feel dirty, and yeah. the whole movie does. But like that scene in particular, it's like this should not. I I, I shouldn't be watching it. Yeah. Just, Can I yeah. ask you that? But I, I think it's strong filmmaking. Find it, the film it somewhat is well shot. Yeah. Do you find it somewhat problematic that? Do you root for the villains mm-hmm. in of the course, movie? Of course, absolutely. And does that add to the grossness? It of does it? because they're awful people, but like at the same time, they're very charismatic, and like you, you want to be around them when they're on screen. Like I don't know how what to how else to explain it. That's one thing. Like when zombies really good, I think that's something he really achieves well in in his films when he when they're good. You, is he makes characters that are awful and despicable, but yes, there's something to them. Yeah, but yeah. Like I will say I hate 31, mm-hmm. but the dude who yeah. is that one dude that's in he's in Mandy, he's in all Yeah, that he's stuff. in the new one. He's I, in 3 from Hell. Yeah. yeah. I um, love that actor. Can I Yes. I want to ask you guys a thing. Give me one second. I'm going to find his. While you're looking for this, I want to propose this Brakes. question to you. Richard Brake? Does it... Yes, Richard Brake. Okay. I was going to know it... his name. Very well done. Does it frustrate you, the idea that, like, Rob Zombie should be one of our best horror filmmakers right now? Yep. Yep. For whatever reason, his films don't always hit. Like you said, yep. it's really like The Devil's Rejects, Lords of Salem... Bits of Halloween 2 for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what hits. Yep. And, I, House like... House of Corpses is great. I like that film. It's fun. But he... I think it's a really good first film. He should be, like, one of our fine, like, horror tours. Again, I think yep. he gets in his own way. I love his style. I, I wish that he had a partner that worked on stuff with him for writing. Because I think that... I think his films look good. Like, mm-hmm. I think he has an eye. He's great cast. at casting. He's great at casting. Mm-hmm. And I love... 
he can dip his hand into the nostalgia of stuff that he yeah. liked and pull out actors can for he like he and he does have the stable that he keeps going back to of actors yeah. that he admired that were in Meg Foster. Meg Foster. I, I think the most bummed for me is I I've actually the only movie I haven't seen his is well obviously we haven't seen Three from Hell yet. Yeah. But I have never seen his animated one. But it, as far it as, was all like TNA jokes. Yeah. But as far as his feature film, like or his his live action, I've liked all of them except Thirty One. That's the only one of his films that really fell hard flat for yeah, me. I'm with you there. Yeah, Devil's Rejects is really great. Melanie, do you have another uh, sequel that you would like to talk about? Yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'll do Amityville two. Nice. Amityville two, The Possession. <coughs> I don't get scared by scary movies. I can't. Like honestly, the last thing that's truly scared me is Jaws. Mm-hmm. And that's like that my that's a whole other thing. Sure. There's a reason why I'm scared of the water. My older brother is an asshole and traumatized <laughs> me, but it's fine. So Jaws is the last thing to truly scare me. Amityville Part Two, directed by directed by Damiano Damani, upset me to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Like it is a very uncomfortable watch. I don't think I've seen anything else that he's done. Honestly, nothing that I can call offhand. No, I don't think I have either. Now, what's the name of the actor in Amityville 2 who was in the Rocky movies? I can't think of his name. Who played Polly? Robert Ward. He terrifies me in that film. He's he's kind of a nasty looking guy. I think that's a good choice. Uh, that movie, I I personally like that movie a lot. I think I love it. the last third of it doesn't work for me for some oh. reason. The exorcism scene you don't like. Yeah, I, I love everything with up until... Like, I think it's just for some reason it doesn't work for me. It doesn't change my feelings that I like the movie. It just... I think something we was there that I all just, agree that we feel really gross about the inner family sex stuff. Yes, it's messed up. It's so insidious and so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just creepy incestuous stuff yeah. is really fucked up. It is. And it's it a, hits... Does it hear something? It's an film. It, it yeah. doesn't make me feel great. Do you think that the <laughs> effects are pretty cool? They are. I, I think they are. The makeup's really yeah. good at the end, even though you don't like the third act. Yeah, and, and that... Yeah, again, that, that stuff's great. I don't know why. It's just something there with... It with, just doesn't work for yeah, you. Yeah, but <laughs> I, fair. I think it's, I think it's an awesome the, pick, and it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Only notable film from that franchise... Probably. You know what? Hot take. I like the remake with Ryan Reynolds. Okay. His beard looks good in that movie. I'm down. You just think he's attractive. Look, it's not a good film, but for horror films from that time period, I think it's fine. Um, I believe Vinegar Syndrome is putting out a box set of some of the lesser known Amityville titles sometime soon. It's... um, I'm trying to find. That. I would say that's another very weak franchise for me. I, there's only it's really the Amityville Two is the best. Yeah. Just watch Amityville Two and you're fine. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that is fair. Um, I just wanted to. Uh, I was gonna give them a shout out. I appreciate what the boutique labels are doing. Yeah. We watched Disconnected not too long ago. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's a good film. Right. I am glad that it was available to watch. Yeah. I. I. I I'm with you. I didn't think it was very good either. But like for some reason it kind of stuck with me. The next few days, like, I thought about it, and... More just that ending. Yeah, the the ending is pretty insane. Yeah. Um, Again, yeah, I'm with you. Not a great movie, but I'm glad it exists, and we get to watch it. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Stacey, what do you got for your next pick here? Well, so this is our last round, right? This is the last round. All right, so... As a show... something else? No, no, no. I mean, we don't need to talk about Bride of Frankenstein. We don't need to talk about Evil Dead 2. Well, okay, Bride of... If you want to talk about Bride of Frankenstein's the best, 
sequel ever made. It's a great one. Horror sequel ever made. Sit down. Calm down. This I'm is a horror. This is a horror sequel podcast episode. Aliens. Is it so film? for my pick, I will be doing a dissertation on aliens for the next forty five minutes. Absolutely not. I will leave the room. Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about and that. while talking about Dawn of the Dead, let's do a little segue into Day of the Dead because that trilogy is fucking wonderful. And I say trilogy because Land of the Dead, Survival of the Dead, and everything after that doesn't fucking matter. And that's how I feel about a lot of things. Alien Resurrection, that shit don't matter. Alien Trilogy, Indiana Jones Trilogy, Die Hard Trilogy, lock that shit down. Dawn of the Dead. All right, Dawn of the Dead, wonderful film. Great effects, great soundtrack. Wonderful, yeah. I... Cannibal films, zombie films, not high for me. I guess now, yeah, I mean, you could say you don't like zombie films now because there's so freaking many of them. But Dawn of the Dead came at a time... When there was not an oversaturation in zombie films. In fact, the only zombie film like it before it was Night of the Living Dead, which was a landmark American film, one of the most important films ever made. Dawn of the Dead, I think, is considered to be one of the greatest horror sequels ever. The first film is so claustrophobic, and it's saying a lot of shit, even if they didn't mean to. It has a lot to say. Mm -hmm. The second film is a comic book adventure. It is... Now, it does have some things to say, but it, it nothing as powerful as, you know, like, racism mm-hmm. and such mm-hmm. that the first film co- covers. Um, you know, it's more about capitalism and, like, how we devour, you know, mass media and the need to own. Which but I Don- feel a strong urge to do a lot. Yeah. Shoes a, and movies. I a strong belief in owning things so dawn of the dead i love the visual effects in this film i love i love everything about this film man i love the score i love every single cut of this movie there's what three four cuts and they're all fantastic they're all fantastic even dario Argento's cut which is which trims it down to just an action film right yeah it's a lesser cut i i don't know how you guys feel about this i think the theatrical cut is the best version of the movie i i'd have to I'd have to I, rewatch that and the, the is it the uh, director's cut. director's cut? Yeah, I think they're both very good. The theatrical cut is unrated. Okay, the movie it's, was released unrated. Okay. Yeah, I because I, they I could agree. not um, get an R rating, mm-hmm. no matter what they cut. Yeah, I, I would say those are those two cuts are the best cuts of the film. What I like about the theatrical cut is the goblin music. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that cast. Like, the four of them. So I, And I don't have all their mm-hmm. names. I mean, obviously, like, anybody who's a horror fan knows Ken Forey. But um, outside of that, you know, you got Flyboy. And um, <laughs> it's just a good group of people. And I think the set pieces in this film are so good. And, of course, you know, when it comes to the third act, man is worse than the monster. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. I think it's played very well. The effects are great. What do you guys think of this landmark film? Yeah. All of us probably watch it every year, every other year. It's a great movie. Yeah. And the soundtrack, phenomenal. The effects. When's the first Mm -hmm. time that you guys watched this film? Me. It would have been the early days of Netflix when they did um, Disc to Your Home. So I would have been in high school. I probably would have been 18. I know I made you watch it shortly after that. I know your first time. Is Mm -hmm. this your bonding film? Both it and Dawn and Day. Okay. Yeah, we watched them both. On this the is the day. film that made him a movie fan. Yeah. First time I watched this, it was my brother showed me, as with the most big films of my life. 
Did you watch it on VHS or DVD? VHS. Very nice. I don't know what cut that would have been. I, I have theatrical. No, I have no idea. I, mean, I don't. I don't remember because it's all so muddled. But yeah, it would have been the theatrical yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. What's your guys' first exposure? You shared your story about you becoming a film fan on the podcast sure. before, right? Like you talked so. about Dan and Don. Yeah, that was. I mean, that yeah. was just a great, great time for me that day. So, what is your? Nolan, is that your first exposure to the Dead series? Yeah, I mean that <clears throat> Dawn of the Dead would have been my first exposure to graphic horror, like gory special effects. I mean, it was my first um, entry into a zombie movie of any sorts. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big moment for me. Um, that's probably, you know, I think that goes with a lot of probably fans of cinema in general. When they see the first great movie they've ever seen, it's probably one that will stick with them for most of their life. So, yeah, it's a big movie for me, and it always will be. And same with Day, because we watched it, I remember you back know, to back. back to back and especially that movie, for not having ever seen them before. It, yeah, for sure. It was you know, it was a great day and, and day is I think as I watch it now, it, it's just as good a movie. I think Dawn might be a little better. The pathos of Dawn a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. I think Dawn's a, like a stronger film because like the adventure and the group that you're with yeah. is funner. It is. It is. The effects day are is better. so yeah. harrowing. Yeah. And he kind of goes into cliches with his characters. But I, I like it. The Jamaican character is a little silly. It's, yeah, again, probably. It, it almost feels like he, it's like he struck lightning with the first, like, film mm-hmm. and casting a black man, mm-hmm. uh, Duncan Jones, and then followed that up with Ken Forey, who is like... Dwayne Jones. Yeah, Dwayne Jones. My bad. Mm-hmm. Duncan Jones is a director. Yeah. Good save. And then he follows that up with kind of a the token black man. Um, and he almost feels like he's shoved into the movie. But the movie's fantastic. The effects work is great. And I just want to give a shout out. I believe, um, the man in Day that you were just talking about, Terry Alexander, I believe is his name, who plays John in Day of the Day. Yeah. My first exposure to this franchise was Night of the Living Dead. And my grandmother, it's kind of funny because she doesn't like... She likes a gentle murder. She doesn't mm-hmm. like anything that's ultra violence, but she loves horror films. So all of the, you know, universal horrors and hammer horror stuff like that I saw because of her. Mm-hmm. And that's the I mean that's her bread and butter. That's what she loves. She also loves a British procedural with a gentle murder. Nice. Mm-hmm. Really big on that. <laughs> Some nice midsummer. Night of the Living Dead just couldn't stop talking about how handsome Dwayne Jones was and I was like, agreed. And again, the ending of that movie I don't know. It's oh, it's sickening. It's very impactful. We all got a chance to uh, uh, watch it on the big screen. Was it last year? Yeah. So going back to first exposure, my first exposure to this was um so in the mid to late 90s Zombies were starting to come back into vogue. Um, you As they re- do every 10 years. Yeah. You had Resident Evil coming out, um, video games. Which you like a little bit. Um, yeah, Resident Evil <laughs> 1 and 2 are, like, probably some of the greatest games ever made. You weren't playing those last night by any chance. Absolutely. Um, and I'm going to play the new Resident Evil 2 on PS4, the remake, um, this month at some point. I've already played through it. Um, and which this Resident is second Evil uh, film is your favorite of? You like those a lot, too. Uh, those are all trash. Um, every single one of them. I would rather watch <laughs> Game Informer's stream that they did of them reading George Romero's script for Resident Evil than any of the Resident Evil movies that actually exist. Sorry, back to your and beginning that's a bad exposure take you. into this continued. All right. So my first exposure <laughs> to these films. 
Um, we, we were playing Resident Evil, you know, two quite a bit at that time. Um, our friend Trevor, mutual friend, you know, we'd hang out a lot and watch zombie stuff. And I, I feel like our first exposure was, it was either Day of the Dead or the 90s Night of the Living Dead. The timeline on this, I'm not entirely sure, but I do know that both films were films that I rented on VHS. The 90s The 90s remake, well. I think, is underrated. It doesn't do a lot that changes it from the 60s, but I think Tony Todd is very good in the movie. Um, I like... I like... Um, was the girl from Babylon 5? I can't remember her name right now. But um, she plays Barbara, and they do the post-alien heroine thing where she becomes a badass, and she's not catatonic the whole film. Um, and she Tom has Sabini, short hair, and yeah, she's fierce. Uh, Tom's Patricia Tallman, that's that girl's name. You are correct. Uh, I say girl, she's older lady, than I am. Please. So that film, I think, is underrated. I enjoyed it a lot, especially when, like, when I watched it on VHS, my first exposure to this stuff. That ending, you know, stuck with me. It's one of those things that you see, and it's not different than the original ending. You know, it ends with hillbillies killing, you know, them and lighting the corpses on fire. It does bring out that idea that, you know, The Walking Dead has been retreading for 10 seasons now of the living, the people are worse. Does Tony Todd, does he do anything? Does his voice stir anything within you? Tony Todd? I love Tony Todd. (laughs) Candyman? Yeah, he's fucking fantastic, and he's so good in that movie. Nolan, does he stir you as well? I mean, yeah. Do you like the Night of the Living Dead remake? Uh, yeah, it's good. I, it's I, fun. I, I have not seen it for... I say fun. Um, it's it's harrowing. It's, it is. I, it's so good. It's probably been at least 10 years since... I will say this. Movie, were it not I, for I really the MPAA like giving it, you know, the R rating and making them cut so much of the film out, I would say it's the best zombie visual effects ever. It, it has a realism to it that Romero series doesn't have, but because the MPA edited it, you don't get that. I s- yeah, I... Squid work on a nude body? You gotta respect artistry, man. All right. Well, I you like want, your picks there. You want to round it up? I think we're done with our in-depth, but I just want to name a few things that I didn't get a chance to talk about. Absolutely. Um, I would like to say I that the other night we watched a... I thought was quite a fun movie by the name of Howling 2. So the ending credits are amazing. Oh man, so good. There's just 17 times. I mean, Civil Danny, we counted every single time and it is 17 times that she rips. Yeah, and they're good boobs. They are good boobs. Yeah. She's they really wanted to get their money's worth of Civil. Absolutely. And they did. And talk about a bonkers film. That is Howling 2. If you have never watched it, it's streaming on Amazon Prime, as in Howling 3, which is by the same director. He's an Australian man. It is not as fun. I will take your word for it for sure. But everybody should watch Howling 2, because I thought it was a good time. So I'd like to mention that. And then also, um, I would like to mention, this is not um, anything uh, obscure, but I think uh, The Brides of Dracula is, I I consider that that a sequel, because it is the second uh, Dracula film in the Hammer It's a phenomenal film. It's my second favorite Hammer film. And it is a sequel, because Van Helsing, continuity. Right. It's a dreamy. Yes. Revenge of Frankenstein. Very good. Dracula, Prince of Darkness. All great Hammer sequels. Yeah. Exorcist 3, I wanted to give that a shout out, which I know everybody 
kind of knows about, but it is a very good movie. But William for a while, Blady. They for a while people did not know. Yeah. They did not know about old woman crawling on a ceiling or right. scissors. Cut. I know that scissor cuts is what everyone takes away from that. When I was little, I had a nightmare about grandma on the ceiling. For me, it was scissor cut. <laughs> Clock tower. Great. Very good. Those are the last ones I want to shout out. Melanie, do you have any that you want to... You know what? I will say... I'm glad you brought up Howling 2 because that was one that I had nice. jotted down. <laughs> it, only to talk about the soundtrack, really, because yeah. the soundtrack... Yeah. Scream Black, Yellow Scream. Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the first film that she actually got to do real acting, that she mm-hmm. wasn't just, like, a hot, badass lady... Boobs out. Just boobs out doing things. Like, mm-hmm. she was actually... There was some pathos to her character, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, I will also say... Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Nice. Mm. I like that movie a lot. I know I it's not good. That one. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it. That movie is not good, but I really enjoy it. Uh, I definitely would recommend it to anybody. Um, Sleepaway Camp 3, obviously. I love that. Nice. And you already talked about Exorcist 3, which is another one that I had. Demons okay. 2. Demons 2. I have yet seen that one. Ooh, okay. I watched your copy of it yesterday. Sweet. <laughs> um, but How'd it look? Really good. Yeah, nice. it's. I will say it's not as strong as the first, but it is... It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Cool. A lot of fun, great soundtrack. Love the movie. So those nice. are my takeaways. All right, Stacey, you got any more that you'd want to throw out there? I mean, Fly 2, Abbott Costello Meet Frankenstein. Abbott Costello Meet Frankenstein. That was the nice. one that I had. That's a great movie. That's a great film. Fly 2. Fly 2. I will say the DVD that you have, the collector's edition... There is a there is a killer so documentary. Okay. I think that watching documentaries about quote unquote bad films, it I think for anybody that loves cinema, I think that's important to hear people talk about you know passionately about a film that they thought was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad of a movie. It's it's not that bad. It's a fun creature feature. But you the way critics. I liked it when I was a kid. It. Yeah, the way critics received well, the dogs are horrifying. The dogs are horrifying. It was not well loved and. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was on the film loved it and wanted it to be a good film okay. and had the best <clears throat> intentions and it just didn't pan out for them. But it's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I love horror sequels. Yeah. Um, before we go, uh, <laughs> one last thing. This I don't want to end on a negative note here, but I just want to throw out a few things that are not the best sequels. <laughs> Hold on Real now. Quick. Oh. Is Silence of the Lamb a sequel to yeah, Manhunter? Yeah, I would say so. Absolutely. Oh, well, then Silence of the Lambs is one of the greatest sequels ever yeah. made. I would agree, but I also think Manhunter is... Manhunter is rocks. Is, like, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Manhunter is good. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs is phenomenal. Hey, quick shout-out. Well, unshout-out, I want to say. Okay. Unshout-out. You're unshouting. <laughs> I know, I know How does this guys... work? Okay, so I used to... When I was younger, I loved Scream 2. And I have I hadn't watched it for it's a number trash. of years. Now... I will say I didn't watch the whole thing, but it is. I we watch. She was watching it when I got there. I saw like the last twenty minutes of it. Scream. And I was like, why did I think this was a great movie? And you were ripping me for ripping on it because I loved Scream too when I was younger. No, you said I was wrong. No, Scream. I did. No, I agree. Scream two. It is weird to me that people love that movie. I will say Scream 1, Scream 2, or Scream and Scream 2, mm-hmm. they both have strong openings. Yeah. Like, I do love the sure. openings of both films. I think it's but great. But Scream I, is a great film. I, mm-hmm. It is a great film. Mm-hmm. Scream 3 has a really stupid opener. It does. It's trash. Yeah. That's the thing. Caught was like, sweater. This was the other thing I love, I'm, I'm going to say. Love is like Shiver. How bad that franchise gets, I still think the second one's the best sequel. Man. Okay. Ghostface... 
is he the worst? He's pretty horrible. Ghostface is the worst horror antagonist. He gets smashed and like thrown up. I think I could beat Ghostface in a fight. That's fair. I think Mm -hmm. I could beat Ghostface in a fight, which is a problem because I'm a very tiny human. (laughs) But I'm saying like, is there any other horror antagonist? That gets smashed by teenage girls as much. I mean, we say okay. Hell beat out. Let's go out. Let's go. Okay. So, so Michael's weakness. He has no weakness. He's the boogeyman. Leatherface's weakness is just being fat and running. And ladies, obviously. Well, and ladies, because sometimes he he feels sexually frustrated and he has to mm-hmm. shimmy. That's right. Pinheads. Uh, oh, by the way, sequels we didn't talk about. Hellraiser 2, it's Hellbound, fucking is fucking phenomenal. It's That's phenomenal. a great film. Yeah. Oh, and, also, and Child's also, Play 2, better than the original. Agreed. Great fucking film. Also, Hellraiser, space sequel. Oh, so oh fucking no. Good. Shut, no, shut your mouth. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Anyways, sorry. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so Love Jason's that. weakness. He doesn't have one. Maybe if you find, water. like, old mommy artifacts. If you're going off of Freddy vs. Jason, he No, that water. movie's trash. Even though he walks in the lake through the rest of the movie. Obviously, telekinesis is a weakness. Oh, sure, for sure. sure. Okay. For so, sure. so Freddy, his weakness is you have to be a dream warrior. Yeah. So, ghost faces, weakness. Chairs. Furniture. Te- teenage girls. Gravity. Gravity. Yep. Phones being chucked at his general Any direction. Any type of gun. Any gun. Ghostface might be a 120-pound girl under all of that. Yeah. Which, which could for, be killed by just about anyone. Any type of car, like hit by car, a car, inside um, a car. Best friend stabbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has Very, a weakness to people that he chooses as his killing partner. Yeah. Um, just stabbing Or her him partner. Usually dumbass high schooler. Repeatedly in the gut. Mm-hmm. That kills him every time, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So we are all that we could survive Ghostface. Absolutely. Yeah. Even me. Also, horror sequels, Blade 2. Quite good. I know. And also, I will get skewered. I like Blade 3. That's a bad movie. It's a really bad movie. Hey, that's okay. It's not good. But again... Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds. I was there for David it. David Escoyer oh, should never be given a camera. That's fair. <laughs> only <laughs> only fair. a typewriter. That's fair. You're not wrong. I know I am wrong, but I still enjoyed it a lot. And I was really into Jessica Biel in that movie. Sorry. She is. I mean, she's, yeah, she's it sounds like you're just really into Jessica Biel. I am. She's a beautiful woman. You didn't watch TV in the 90s. She was in Seventh Heaven. Come on. That pastor was a pervert. Oh, we... I am editing this out. We don't. Why know. he we was? We talk about that. He was a pervert. Yeah, he was. The and Jesus he... Show had a pervert. Oh yeah, I don't like you really calling it the Jesus Show. Was is Seventh Heaven not a Jesus Show? It's about a family, Stacy. Yeah, a family. Uh, isn't he a pastor? That's like one point of interest. That's one in facet the film, okay? in the, in the series. There. Yeah. Does he diddle kids? Not in the film. But in life. Not in the show. In life he did. Hey, Jessica Biel. She looks fire. That is it. That is all I was saying. All right. So to end it. To end it. Hot. What's your favorite Resident Evil sequel, Nolan? Oh, yeah. um, My favorite Resident Evil sequel would be number four. Yep. Sounds like trash. It's a great movie. It. I will say, it's a great game. Resident Evil 4 is a good game. I will introduce also my favorite space sequel. Uh, Leprechaun 4. uh, Leprechaun 4, just so you know. Ooh, actually, I'm sorry. He turns insubstantial and enters the dude's pee hole. That sounds great. Yeah. And Uh, before that, he's wielding a lightsaber. It's so good, guys. It's so good. I've seen it. It's not. 
Real quick, I messed up. I'm sorry, Resident Evil, the fifth movie is my favorite, not okay. the fourth one. I yeah. messed up. I got my numbers mixed up. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but I do. That's a bad series. End it for us, Nun. <laughs> Take us home, baby. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun, everyone. Uh, thanks for talking sequels with me. And horror sequels, I'm sorry. And this has been a good time. And hopefully uh, we'll get another episode or two out in this Halloween season for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the meantime, I'm Nolan Tuck. And you can find me on the internets at Chuck Madden Jr. on Letterboxd. You can find us at Cinema Parlor on Twitter, on Instagram. And you can find our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. and soon Spotify. Spotify, give us, please rate, review, um, give us some star ratings, give us, I don't care if you love us or not, I prefer you love us, but if you don't, let us know. (laughs) And so yes, Melanie, where can people find you on the internet? All right, Uh, basically, I'm Plastic Werewolf on everything, so any social media that you could search on, that is me. Very nice. Plastic Werewolf. Thank you so much for joining our show, by the way. This Thank has you. Been great. Thank you. You're, uh, obviously, since you kind of run this thing, you're welcome to be on at any time you well, want. Well, I also have to have a shout out to... You're the boss. We Cut Heads for having me on before yeah. you guys. Thank you, Spencer, <coughs> for inviting me on your podcast. Yes. Uh, Stacy, where can we find you? Esclover84 at uh, Letterboxd, mm-hmm. right? Um, thank you also for our special guests, Goblin, Commander, and Peanut Barnaby. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.